one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. His name is David Luke Flatman, commander of the armies of the West, general of the Somerset regions, loyal servant to the true emperor, Thomas George Llewellyn Shanklin, father to a noisy cat, husband to a vegan, and he will have a salad in this life or the next. It's time for Flats and Shanks. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. I am the lord of the dance, said he. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to think of something. Just trying to mix up the intros. Welcome to Flats and Shanks. I'm Tom Shanklin. I'm David Flatman. That was better, wasn't it? Yeah, decent fella. Yeah, made you laugh. Well, there are three of us here today, aren't there? (laughs) (laughs) Tell him. Tell him. I'm pregnant. (laughs) No, I'm not. I got. Tell him. Thank God this isn't like a live Facebook uh, post because I've got a massive boil (laughs) on my cheek. You got a massive Frankie. You know when you can feel something on your cheek, and you can feel there's like some like white stuff underneath, and you keep squeezing, nothing's coming out. I've done that. For like 24 hours, and now I got I literally got black eye. Can you see how puffy it is? I'm gonna have to go home and put like a put a bit of ice. We might take a photo of it later and put it on Instagram. Now that I'm on in, now that I'm on Insta, get with the times or what? Shanko, love talking about myself in the third person. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's a shame what you got that appendage on your face there, mate, because you were such a great looking guy before that. Can I just say as well, like I put on Twitter. About Lee Delamere at Lee Delamere, Lee Delamere Services. Lee Delamere. Westbound. And Flats has come back from London, home. I'm coming from Cardiff, so I was driving down the eastbound side. Yeah. And I thought there was a footbridge, and I put out there, is there, is there a crossing that links westbound to eastbound footbridge? And mm. those people said no. There bloody is. And I walked across it. What? I said no. And Stephen I lived Jones here. from the Times said no. That was all he, That's all he put, no. So... He was dead certain. It was not. It was. It wasn't a no. I don't think there is. Yeah, but Shanko, you say crossing, and I think, can I drive across? Is it a one-site services? No, like, I was, like Chobham on the M25. 
Cobham. I was Cobham. specific in Footbridge. Footbridge okay. does Good not allow know. vehicles across. Yes, yeah, so there is. What I would say to you is this. Had you driven on, Junction 17 is less than one minute further on. I think in terms of time, it would have been quicker to stay in your car. Because you're going to have to go up there anyway. I wanted a bit of fresh air. Okay. And just want to spit on the cars. So it's a win and a... Yeah. It's a joke. I would never, ever do that. Never, ever horrendous. do horrendous. Um, whenever I go under footbridges, which is a lot, and I'm on the motorway and I see people standing there, I always do, if I can, change lane to not be underneath them. I know. Because I, I heard a story once, I never know if it was true, was it in the paper or something, of kids chucking breeze blocks off them. Bricks, breeze Brick, blocks, yeah. Ah, like, oh, Jesus. No, you that, don't want that, do you? That terrifies me. That. Do you ever hear the story about the bloke from LOLO, Good Morning? There was, he was behind some truck or something and a scaffolding pole fell off it and went through his windscreen or something, or a plank of wood, or this somebody m- could tweet in and tell us about that. That'd be. Are you just making it up? No. Okay. Sounded really horrible. So, um... Here we are at Lee Delhi, getting it done. Um, hey, we've got a bit of news, haven't we, fella? We have got some great news, actually. Go on. Go on. Okay. ITV and STV. Which is Scotland. Are commissioning myself and my olive friend Dave to do a Six Nations podcast. Yes. Six episodes. Yes. All about the Six Nations. Yes. Um, we're involved. We're getting involved. Um we won't be talking about Six You're Nations. shouting again, by the way. You never okay. know you do. I get excited. We have, we, have Michelle, we have Michelle on speakerphone just now on the phone, and he's he is like 12 inches from the phone. You could have heard him in the server. You could have heard him in Burger King. Yeah, but... Just chill out, mate. You're not 75. You don't need to shout at the phone. I might shout a little bit during the podcast. You cough all the time. It's not a competition. Well, <laughs> if it is, I've won. And, um, yeah, so... <laughs> We ca- we won't we'll only be talking about Six Nations on the ITV Flats and Shanks podcast. This will carry on as per. Yeah. So where does it leave you, the downloader and listener? Mm. Actually, it leaves you better off. We're still going to do a little Flats and Shanks. We're going to run that, but that'll just be sort of prem only and uh, nobbing about. And then we'll do a Six Nations podcast, which will be extremely focused. Um, but it's really cool to be asked to do the I- official ITV one because, of course, they could get anyone they want to do that. But they've clearly either a um, listened to our podcast and thought, wow, these guys' production values are so high, we want a bit of that. B, be misinformed. B, be misinformed. C, never listened to it and thought, well, they're decent enough, fellas, let's let them do it. It's not going to change us, though, is it? We're not going to go all big time on you. I'm going to I'm gonna stay grounded. It's you I'm worried about. Okay? Mm, I know what you mean. Do you know what I mean? Might start shopping in Jeeves and Hawks. Geeves with a hard G, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone shops there, don't they? Wear tweed. <laughs> this jumper's a little Geeves number, actually. Not sponsored, by the way. But it's nice, isn't it? I actually don't mind that at all. Yeah. Um, it's nice. Yeah. I might get a gelée. I can go Who and knows? I can go and sometimes buy stuff. There stuff like this. I, I, stuff like this does go to my head a lot. Mm. As soon as I got capped, I bought a new car. Did you? Yeah. Flash one. Hyundai. Wallop. Oh, the accent. 1.3. No, no, not the accent. I upgraded to the coupe. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Went large. Bought off my cousin. He's got a Hyundai garage in. Um, Do you know what? Sod it. Life's too short. Give me the coupe. My cousin's got a home. My cousin, and my uncle, it's a family business. They got Hyundai garage in Kilgetty. It's called Station Garage, right? And they sold me this coupe. So that's the next best thing. Leather. Getting there. The only thing leather is a steering wheel. <laughs> and that's pleather. Leather. Leather. Leatherette. It's leather. So have you have they still got that garage? Yes, they have. It says something that. It's huge, mate. It's, yeah, it says something that you could, as a relative and as a Welsh rugby legend, you could get definitely go in there and get a car without having to pay anything but 
you hate Hyundai so much that you'd actually rather pay for your own car to have a nice car. I don't hate Hyundai's at all. <laughs> they come with five year warranty and servicing. Or sixty thousand miles, whichever comes first. Yep. Yeah. So for me that'd be sixty thousand miles. That'd be two years that would. Great Japanese car. Or yeah. Korean, I'm not sure. Who uh, knows? what are they, yeah. Let us know. One of them. Um what you been up to? Oh Big Boy. Boy. Boy, 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 boy. Mine's quite a long one. Do you want mine or do you want to do yours? No, sleep no, no, no. We'll have yours, but can we have the condensed milk version? Yeah, I'll try. Oh, where do we start? A busy week last week, culminated on Friday in two old buddies of mine, Adam Charman, who is the the mark <coughs> coughing again. <coughs> is a marketing director of Bradford's Building Supplies, who's an old mate of mine, and Big Matt Lowry, who is my not only is he my only vegan friend, he's also the world's only um, overweight vegan. You think it's impossible? <laughs> it's not. It's not impossible. He looks like a cross between Sandy Toxvic and Eddie the Eagle Edwards. I always wonder that how you can get overweight vegans, vegetarians, chips, mate. Is it chips and hula hoops? They can eat hula hoops because they're not cooked in vegetable fat. Cause we went to his wedding. <laughs> not cooked in animal fat, and it's just like bowls of salad crudités. You call them and hula hoops. There's like a ton of hula hoops. Okay. Um, so they came on Friday night and Bath were playing uh, Scarlet's whatever and to be honest I didn't really if I'm with two old mates I don't get to see very often I didn't really want to go to the game because you don't actually get to sit and chat to your mates then you know so You don't like going to the games to chat to your mates I've asked you that No I don't like it so um, I recorded the game watched it on tell you later but we went out into Bath and I knew my schedule was brutal for the next week and still is brutal now and I knew I should not get uh, pissed because I never get pissed the night before I work as you well know um, and just don't don't enjoy that, but did it anyway because I'm an absolute lad. Um, Legend ended up getting bloody lash car card and um, some marined. Got, <coughs> got home at half two in the morning, like like lads. Um, up early and then down to actually not that early, but up down to Exeter. But I was working at the Chiefs Montpellier game where Chiefs were brill. Um, wasn't a great game. Montpellier were terrible, but Adams had a suite with Bradford's you know so yeah you've done, you've done it a couple of times before yeah yeah you? so I went and did that that I mean it was great and took me down there that was great but then so he said his option of bringing me but didn't, didn't you, book me but you insulted him on a pod didn't you yeah I just you said you didn't like him so he didn't book you I want to just <laughs> I want to like him but you know you just you know when the face just you want you want him to change his face <laughs> yeah. change your face yeah, like face off. Yeah, yeah, really trying to, um, like Travolta. Oh, yeah, I, I, I do like him. I'm joking. Yeah, he's a nice fella. So book me, grumpy twat. Book me, pick me, you fool. Give me a second series. You shit. Um, so he's so he went down to Chiefs, but then from Chiefs, I had to drive straight after the game to Harrogate, which was about four and a half, five hours without traffic. So that was a pretty punchy drive. Having had a night out the night before, worked all day. Got there late, kipped, did a bit of uh, stuff for Old Mutual Wealth in the morning at Harrogate Rugby Club with Hugo Monia, which was really nice. But it worked out quite nicely because I got to stay with Martin Wood, the old wasp scrum half. So I got to stay at Woody's in Harrogate because he broke his neck on a trampoline. I don't know if you remember, people. Um, nothing wrong with him. He just broke his neck, was walking around for a week, and they said it's broken, you better fix that. Didn't know he'd broken it. Um, I'll give you the full story one day, but it was a it was a hell of a story. Anyway, he went to the city, he's retired now, or stopped the city, and he's living up north. So, stayed with him, we went out for dinner, stayed with his lovely family. Alex Crockett, the old bar centre, um, just a wicked bloke, absolutely brilliant bloke, who somebody in the Premiership should take as a backs coach or a defence coach, because 
all I hear, he's at Hull Ionians at the moment, all I hear is he is just amazing coach, always thought he would be. Um, so went out there and got walked walk past John Bentley in the street in Harrogate, right? And he goes, uh, so he saw me, Crocs and Woody. Obviously, we all used to play for Bath and whatever, and I know I know Bentos from... The, have, you met, have you mentioned this on the pod before? What? I reckon, or no. you told me, okay, go on. Walked past him, walked past him on Sunday night. He's literally outside outside a pub in Harrogate. Bentos, like, mate, how are you? How are you, son? What the fuck are you doing up here? What are you doing up here? You know, and we had this bit of fun, and I was like, um, that I was like, hey, hey, doing flats. I was, you know, Crocs. Hello, Crocs. How are you, pal? How are you? Because he knows him from being up north. Yeah. Then I said, oh, this is Woody. And he was like, hello, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, all right, mate. You're all right. You're all right. And he's like, chatted away. And then I was like, he goes, oh, you're doing flats. Yeah. And he goes, Crocs, how's things over at your school, aren't you? How's the school? It's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, is it good? Is it good? Easy, is it? Is it easy? Good, is it? You know, good job, that. Well done, mate. Good job. Well done, mate. Yeah, it's good, that. Yeah. And then uh, he remembers all these details. He's like, I was at a luxury flats and he mentioned you and said you're a top fella. Spoke very highly of you. I remember that. Remember that very clearly. You know, and it was like, carried on. About five minutes in, he was like, and Woody, Woody just said something and he's like, Bentos. And he like, he looked, Bentos looked at him like, how come you only just met me and you're calling me by my nickname? He was like, hang on. Are you, is it Woody? Woody? Is it, is it Mark? Is it Mark? Is it Matt? Matty? Matty? Mark Wood? Mark Wood? <laughs> and he was like, it's Martin. Woody, walking, walking, I can't believe it. I can't, I did not recognise you. I did not fucking recognise you. And basically, Woody is so fat, he goes, we met, we, we have met, haven't we? He's like, Bentos, we roomed together for two weeks on tour. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't recognise him, he was so fat. He was so fat, he couldn't recognise him. Um, oh, I'd love to see a photo. Did you take a photo of him? No, I, I kept trying, he wouldn't let me. You can't see his face. You can't okay. see his face anymore. Anyway, we went out and got bloody lashed on Sunday night, what oh. we like. Um... Then Monday... What were you drinking? Uh, Guinness I was drinking. Pint of Guinness, two pound. I'll take four. <laughs> so there's four of us. I make that two, four, six, you, eight pints, please. Do you go watch Sherlock Holmes? <laughs> no. <in> the cinema? <laughs> no. The quiz night, the coaching horses. All the lads. All the lads. Lads, lads, lads. Yeah. It was actually really good fun. Um, okay. So then this interesting thing happened on Monday. It just so happened I was in Harrogate, which is a major result because I'd lunch in York. Now, Lawrence Delalio, three years ago, had been at the York Races lunch that we've been to. Yes. And had bought an auction prize, which was lunch for 10 at this famous local pub about half an hour north of York, right? Or 20 minutes north of York, whatever it is. And he's like, do you know what? Sort of thing you buy and you never use. And they're pestering him to use it. He knows the guy who um, went to the same school as him at Ampleforth. So he's like, right, let's, let's just use it. So he got... They all got the train up. I was already up there, which was genius because it saved me a lot of time. So there was me, Durders, Big Lol, lads, Benny lads. Kay, Austin Healy, Nick Mullins, um, Titus and Dan, who are the, uh, Daniel, who are exec producer and director at BT, or Sunset and Vine, whatever, Ali Eakin. Um, it was, and we went to this pub and had Chateaubriand and Malbec and we got absolutely Who was the wild one out of that bunch? Who was the one that like, will we'll always bring the shots in? Oh, Turders is the one who lowers the tone. Okay. Yeah, he's super posh. Me. He ended up. Yeah, he ended up. Cov- he ended up covered in ketchup on his posh blue, pale blue shirt. Moncler, Moncler, probably something like that. Yeah. So, it was brilliant fun. But the best bit, Shank, not the best bit. The best bit was the day. It was ace. But they had to get the train back to London at like half five. They just got got on it on the train both ways. Made a day of it. Sounds, it was, and it's only an hour and fifty on the train. Yeah. It's from London, so it's really good crack. So they all left at about five half five, whatever it was. And I'd, 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 I'd thought ahead. 
and I thought, well, I'm not can't drive because I'll be pissed. Yes. Uh, I've got to be in London the next day for lunch, so why don't I just stay overnight in York? So I literally stayed at the pub in one of their rooms, which was really nice across the car park. And I walked at five o'clock, half five, whatever. I was walk- yeah. said goodbye to all the lads, kisses and cuddles. And I walked into my bedroom. I went to bed. Aircon on, TV on. Couldn't sleep because I'd eaten so much meat. Barely slept, genuine. But, and you know what? It's now Thursday. That was Monday. I have eaten one small meal a day since then. And I still now, Don't tried to have you. breakfast this morning, couldn't finish it. Don't believe you. I still haven't eaten properly. Maybe they sewed your stomach up. You, I, I actually wonder sleeping. if I'm not well and I feel okay, but I wonder if When you say you walked across the pub to the car park yeah to room. Do you, was it a hospital for <laughs> <laughs> the gastric band i tell you what yeah gout united it was the gout the gout royal infirmary so that was that was nice and the next day up at crack of dawn and five hour drive to london sadly but had lunch with charlie springle who is the uh head of marketing for the ivy group who's a lovely lovely lady yeah listens to our podcast so hi yeah we had lunch at harry's this um Little Italian behind Harrods in Knightsbridge because that's who I am now on Basil Street. Very, very nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, then yeah, so I pretty and then I I hosted the Nordoff Robbins dinner last night. Yes. At the Grosvenor, about eight hundred people. That's good. I've been, I've been there a couple that. of times. So I couldn't make it yesterday. I had too much work on. But. Yeah, but it was oh, it was brilliant fun. Really, really good. And Tony Hadley performed. You know, Spandau Ballet. Of course, the, I the academic performed. And I'll be honest, never heard of him because I'm thirty-seven. But they were. Not my cup of tea at all, but brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Like I saw Royal, are they called Royal Oak? No, Royal, Royal Blood, Mint, Royal Blood, or something like that. That rock, two-person rock band, Royal Blue. Yes, yeah, like not my, not my cup of tea at all. But I saw them live once, and I was like, holy moly, they are amazing. The academic were the same, or just as good. But then Tony Hadley performed all the Spandau Ballet classics and all that. Really, he was amazing. And what he didn't tell anyone was that he did the gig for free for Nordoff Robbins. Wow. No charge. I, uh, what's your what favourite Spandau Ballet song? True, because it's my first cap song. <sighs> I like True. I also like Through the Barricades. Do not know that. You wouldn't. Did no get the um, Okay, and that brings you here. Yeah, and from here, I'm nipping home to see my family for the first time since uh, last week. And then I'm going straight out again to speak at a dinner Do you know in Bristol. I'm bloody glad of. What? I asked for the condensed version. Yeah, that's condensed version. Oh, by the way, I've got tickets to Jim Jeffries tomorrow night in London, the comedian. Yeah, and I've, I'm just, I'm not going because I'm so tired. I'm staying at home. But what do I do? Do I give someone my tickets? Like, can I email someone my tickets or something? How are you going to get them to him? That's a problem. I think I've got a downloadable ticket thing. Well, you think or you know? Don't know. Okay, I'll have a look when I get home. And if I do, I'll just go on Twitter and say anybody want these. Exactly. Yeah, make them work for it though. Yeah, just send nude pics or something. <laughs> you haven't changed. I thought you had for a bit, but you haven't. Um, all right. Well, you've been busy, boy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's, there you go. You asked, boy. Yeah, I did. You asked. Um, what have you been up to, Shanks? Oh, well. No, let's talk about rugby then. No, no. <laughs> what have you been up to? Um, I'll give, give you a smaller version of that. Well, we went for lunch, didn't we, on Thursday? Have we spoke about that? Oh, I forgot about that. At yeah. Boysdale's in Belgravia. Yeah, so we went to Boysdale's in Belgravia. We get about, didn't we? It was lovely. It was a two nobodies. It, it was um, part of Gethin Jenks's testimonial. He, um, it was dinner with or lunch with you and I, wasn't it? Yeah. And I can't believe somebody actually bought that as a prize, but they did, and we gave him good value. I think. What was the company called? Yeah, got you there, haven't I? Buy, improve, sell. They buy companies, they improve them, and they sell them. They do. Simon, what's this company called? I know. If you just, um, I'll Google it, shall I? What are they called again? 
Yeah, carry on anyway. Tell yeah. us anyway. Um, so we went there for lunch, and it was bloody lovely. I had haggis to start. Lush, though, eh? And I actually went for the chef's burger. Um, probably. Well, you can take the boy out of Cardiff. Yeah, but if, there's a couple of others went for burgers. So I just thought, oh, just crack on. Um, and it was lovely, wasn't it? Lovely food. Mm-hmm. Apart from I had a little bit of wine spilt over me. I think you put that up on, on oh, Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the best bit, the best bit of the whole lunch. I don't want to embarrass anyone that was there, but I don't think Irene will listen to our podcast. No. Super lovely. Melrose PLC it Melrose, was. That's it. So Simon, Paul and Irene, lovely, lovely people. Simon Peckham, he was the CEO of Melrose PLC. Yeah, so. great bloke. Um, he had a few by the end, mine. Um, that, lady, that lady while you were talking, <laughs> well, we were talking, but when you were talking mainly... She, we, we had a lot of booze, didn't we? And uh, she was flat yeah, out you, asleep. She was gone. I know you like to talk, but this is my part where <laughs> I'm talking about... But tell him you done. put that lady to sleep. I didn't put the lady to sleep. She was an old lady and she was going very tired and she drank a lot of wine. Um, so she was just resting her eyes. <laughs> you know, she got an eye, I was trying to get your attention. Infection. Um, Did you notice I was trying to get your attention on oh, You were talking about snogging stories and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so one of the other guys, Paul it was, wasn't it? Just got a little bit excited, threw his arms up. Knocked a glass of wine over, all over my top, um, yeah. but whatever. You've been, have you been that now? No, but I actually put it in the wash and the red wine came out. So, oh, that's good news. Yeah, happy days. But lovely bit of food, eh, wasn't it? Yeah, it was lovely food. Um, and the next day then, we were in Cardiff. We were doing a little bit of filming for the BBC. We're filming with a great guy, Steve Spears. Big oh. Al from Stella. He's been on Extras. He's been on Cemetery Junction. Amazing. Pirates Pro- of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. A proper, proper actor. So me and Flats are out of our depth. And we just do a little three, four minute BBC video with actual, with, with no actual content in whatsoever. We no. just talk about who we think is going to win the Six Nations, basically. And he comes over. Um, you'll see it. We'll retweet it. But he's a legend of a bloke. So what funny, bloke. isn't he? Funny bones. He, we, we were pissing ourselves about 30 seconds after we arrived. He's funny to look at. Yeah, he's, he? he's, he's just, got funny bones. He's just funny. Nat, he's got funny DNA, I reckon. Yeah, he has. He has. Um, Monday played a little bit of touch rugby. Why? Down at Syrie's school in Panath. Don't Sporty know. dad. <laughs> I don't know. My mate just said, do you want to come along and play? Because it's an hour. bit of fitness for an hour. My knee is still killing from it. So I don't know how often I can do it. But it was nice getting the ball in two hands. Holding it in two hands always. Always. Communicating. Yeah. Realigning quick. My man. Front, front pointing. Fr- front load your effort. Outside foot up. Yeah. Um, blitzing. Uh, but it was a good bit of fun for an hour. Tuesday, right? Was blitzing there. Um, <laughs> Tuesday, I went to this amazing thing called Tee Up Golf in Cardiff. It's pretty new open. It's round by, for those who live in Cardiff, by St. David's Hotel, right? And it's a golf simulator. And I just, initially I thought, oh, golf simulator. Don't want to go there. But it was amazing fun. You can choose all these different courses. You hit the ball. Um, it's got a, like a trackman on there, so it tells you how far it's going, the spin, etc. And he only played golf courses oh. all around the world. It's really good fun. He putt as well, but it's 10-foot gimmies. Play them in real life as well. Um, mm. But loved it, loved it. You hit the ball into a big screen, and you can see the flight of the ball, you can see where it lands, the lot. Um, nice. Really good fun. Um, and it really works. It's like realistic enough to make it enjoyable. Yeah. Mm. Um, so My mate's got that. He's not golf. He's got a shooting... This proper, like, super modern, new, fangled shooting simulator. And he's built a purpose-built suite at his country store. It's called Wadswick Country Store. It's, like, near Corsham, just outside Bradford and Avon, near Bath. And I went there for the opening night. And I am I shoot a bit, not much. But it was like, this is so cool. Like, you, the whole room is your screen, basically. Yeah, yeah. Really, really cool. cool. Do you want to hear a joke? Cheer you up? Yeah, go on, then. Um, 
A woman asks, why is that parrot so cheap? And the shopkeeper replies, he used to live in a brothel. Yeah. The woman finds it funny, buys a parrot. She gets home and the parrot says, oh my God, a new brothel. The woman laughs. Her two daughters come home and say, and the parrot says, oh my God, new girls. And they laugh. When the husband walks in, the parrot goes, oh my God, Keith, long time no see. <laughs> That's good. Do you like it? That's good, yeah. All right. That's um, good. It's decent. Mate, I'm, I've been meaning to talk to you. Now, summer's coming. Winter's nearly gone. Mm. I need to I need to buy a new barbecue, right? Talk to me. Because I've got a cheap barbecue at the moment that I've got from B&Q, I think. And it's all right. Cooks chicken fine. But you put anything on there which has got fat in it, sausages, steak, the lot. Flare up. Yeah. Yeah. It's flame grilled. Yeah, and it's I can't keep I can't keep my eye on it because... I've got other stuff to do, you know. I've got potato salads to do. I've got couscous to make. Yeah. You know, I, I need to leave my meat on there, sometimes at a high temperature where I know it's not going to burn. I need a barbecue. And I know you have to clean those grill plates because they do store a lot of fat. What are you saying? Is this a salesy bit where we try and... No, 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 not at all. I want to buy a new barbecue. A Weber, I've heard, are pretty decent. Yep, good. Um, so look, the thing is, six six burner grill. All right. It's like it's like when someone says to me, "What's your favourite car?" Because I like cars. You know, what's the job? What's the job it's got to do? You know, do you? I'm not a chef, mate, but I like to cook a lot of meat outdoors. I don't want to smoke meat like you. I want to cook things like steaks, sausages, right, lamb chops. So I've got I've got a Traeger, Linda McCartney a... sausages, <laughs> yeah. uh, Mo Farah corn sausages. I've got. A Traeger, which is a digital wood pellet smoking grill, which is a phenomenal piece of kit. Don't like smoke meat. It's not what you want. Um, also, it's it's set it. Why'd you say it, it then? Um, because it might be what you want. It's what you. Everyone, I honestly think if you like meat, I'm then stalling now, mate. Everyone should have one. Come on, give me give me something. I'm coming to you. Just shut the fuck up. I've got a. Don't swear. I've got a big wolf grill which is an outdoor grill which is a gas barbecue and some people say that's sacrilege rubbish it's super convenient and quick if you want a barbecue all the time off the cuff okay um so if you want gas that is the way to go because it is a magnificent bit of kit it's big but it's really really well made i want gas you want gas i want gas well this this bit of kit is amazing it's amazing but they are not cheap but i bear in mind when it's like if you say to someone i spent 30 quid on a bed you're like oh nice one but if say if someone says you spent I don't know I don't know what beds cost three grand on a bed that's a joke but you're in your bed for eight hours a night it's like I use this barbecue all the time do you know how much a pint of milk costs no jeez but I but I use this barbecue all the time so I don't buy it and then use it once a year I will use that 50 times a year for 10 years right um so that the wolf is a great bit of kit. I've also got a Kamado Joe, which is a basically a big red egg thing. Yeah, I've seen that. They're not gas, are they? They're charcoal. Yeah, but I want something to. I need gas because I want to heat up quick. You know, I'm not waiting 20 minutes before. But you, if you buy better, yeah, okay. If you buy better charcoal, you can light it pretty quick with a little chimney and whatever a lighter. Yeah, you still have to wait till it turns from black to grey. Yeah. By the way, if you're cooking over the top of charcoal like that what you need to do is bank get it all heated up and then just bank all your charcoal literally shove it to one side of the grill right so half the grill below your food is half the grill is empty to look at and half the grill has got loads of charcoal on it yeah then just stick all your meat above the bit that is empty then your meat still gets the heat indirectly from the charcoal still cooks but the fat doesn't drop onto flames okay indirect heat okay 
Um, so that's all you need to do. But for gas, yeah, I think the so wolf's great. Okay, I think the wolf's great, but it's not it's not cheap, but it's a brilliant bit of kit. Okay, I'll have a look at that. All right. Um, anything else we need to mention before? Uh, Do you have a toilet break? Uh, I'm right, mate. Have a break, yeah. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So before we just crack into the Six Nations squads that have been announced, crack you in a minute. Have you seen this Irish guy Shut with door. his new Liverpool song that he's brilliant singing? Absolutely brilliant. Sala, money, money. So good. it's amazing. Has it caught? Have they done it at a game? Um, yes, they've done it at a game. I'm not sure if they've been singing at the game, but he was doing it pre-Liverpool Man City. Uh, at the stadium. Oh, it's genius. Outside it's the stadium. It's I amazing. retweeted it. I loved it. Yeah. I was on Soccer AM. He had a shaker and everything, didn't he? Yeah. Ah, oh, so good. So good. We'll retweet that. Money, money. Yeah. So good. Great song. Um, so, the squad's been announced. David? They haven't, they? Um, we start with Wales. Obviously. The winners. Um, no real surprises there at all. Glad Josh Adams is in. Yeah, glad Josh Adams. Glad James Davis is in. Cubby boy. Cubby boy. A lot of back row, though. A lot of sevens in that squad. It'd be interesting to see if he does get picked because you've you've got loads of players basically you've got Ellis Jenkins you've got um, Josh Navidi Tippers Tippers um, so Lydiot's out isn't he? Lydiot's out Falatau's in even though he's uh, injured yeah but you've also got Aaron Shingler in there who's playing very well he's for really Scarlets. good he, I think I think Shingler has to be a first choice player that's what I think okay if Wales want to play they want to play a wide game oh yeah He's the man, mate. He, I think he's got a place. Brilliant. I once, Thomas Young. Yeah. Well, so many back row, though, isn't there? I know. Like, who, are gonna, who are going to drop for Thomas Young? And if you're 50-50, he's going to lose out because he's not in Wales. <sighs> exactly. You've got Ellis Jenkins, Josh Navidi, James Davis. To fit Thomas Young in, one of those got to go. And it's not to say he's I'd, not I would a pick better Thomas player Young than him. I Ellis Jenkins, personally. Ellis Jenkins, I really like Maybe. watching play. Maybe. I'd, I'd pick Thomas Young over him. Thomas Young's played more rugby because Ellis Jenkins has been injured. But Ellis Jenkins is good. So it's very tough for him. I'm sure he will get in the squad soon. Yeah. Just stick at it. Never give up. Never give up, kid. Chase your dreams. Have yeah. your short term goals and your long term goals. Hey, 
if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Exactly. Yeah, better late than never. Um, better an empty house than a bad tenant. Do you know what I it. think as well? I think it was a, a close call, I reckon, between Hadley Parks and Jamie Roberts because Hadley Parks has been pretty quiet recently. After he got capped in the autumn, he's, we've not seen too much of him, but he had a storming game against Bath. At the wreck. Um, yeah. Jamie Roberts has been playing well, but he's a little bit younger than Jamie, I think. Only by a year. Most people are, aren't they? Yeah. Most people are younger than Jamie. Even if they're older, they look younger. Yeah, exactly, mate. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, no real no real surprises there. You see the Haskell collision with Jamie Roberts? I did. Four-week ban for Haskinator. I did. It's one of those, right? Well, hang on, let's do your view, because you know we might disagree on this. Red card, mate. If you, if you pause it, that shoulder hits that jaw. Um, had he gone lower, been fine, but Haskell does not sink at all at the hip. Goes high. Connection with the jaw. You look at it in slow-mo, got a photo of it. So, right decision, but 10 years ago, it had been jouer, jouer, which is French for play on. I'm with you on that. Okay. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. It's the it's the tackle of responsibility not to collide with the ball carrier's head. That's it. No such thing as an accident. You either collide with their head or you don't. End of. Yeah. Shame. Has, you know, um, but. It's good to see Bradley Davis back in the Welsh squad. He's a funny really bloke, is. mate. Oh, great bloke. He great is. bloke. Yeah. The champ, they used to call him. <laughs> Did they? Why? Just... I used to be used to be very good at something. <laughs> there you go. Thank you yeah. for that insight. I think we can all guess what. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the champ. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. That that's great. That. Yeah, I'm surprised he's not wearing glasses yet. <laughs> oh, that. Oh, right. I <laughs> thought you're talking Lance Armstrong, yellow jersey. No, as if. <laughs> seen him, he looks like someone from Sesame Street. <laughs> he does as well. Nose is all over the shop. He does, but you know, he's got he's a big unit, he plays for Wales, he's got a lot of chat, he's got charisma. A lot know. of chat about George North, potentially playing thirteen. Interesting. Eddie Jones looking at Noel as a thirteen, by the way. Really? Yeah. Okay, brings us on to England. Yeah. Seamless. Nathan Earl. Yeah. I mean I thought Nathan Earl, very good player. No yeah. doubt about that. One for the future. But for me, if it was a toss-up between him and Ollie Woodburn... Would you call me? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I said you're from Kent. Um, um, I'd go Ollie Woodburn. It's... But no skin off... My big nose. But I, do you know what? There's no skin off my feet. Nathan Earl, I, genu- I do think, is a proper talent. And I think he is in a very good chance of becoming a very big name in English rugby. You have to say that. But I, I do think he's really, obviously, he's really, really good. But, but what I would say, what what I just wonder, and this could be complete tosh, but I just wonder if, <laughs> if he played for tosh. tosh. I went to public school, mate, for two years. Um, I just wonder if he was playing for a different club, would he be in that squad? I just, you look at Ollie Woodburn and he is close to man of the match every time he plays. I was with talking with Brian O'Driscoll the other day and heard him say, or said to us, he was just like, what a player. What a performer. He just performs every week. And it's not like he performs to a decent level. He's one of the best players on the pitch in almost every game he plays. Like, mm-hmm. So I just think, well, it's like Don Armand as well. Don Armand was fantastic at the weekend for Exeter against Montpellier. Just fantastic. A complete force of nature. But there's something in them. that Eddie Jones just thinks, do you know what? They do loads of good stuff, but they're just not special enough. I want people who are special. Yeah, I, when I was with Anthony Hopkins, he was talking about Josh Adams yeah. and just saying that the guy, you know, should definitely, definitely be in. So, 
glad he is. Um, it's like it's the same as when I was with um, Prince Albert of Monaco. Um, oh yeah, talking about who's your favourite Bond, and we were like, oh Connery, Connery, and then bloody Sean walked in. It was so awkward. Is that the time that you lost your watch? That yeah. story. Yeah, that time. And, yeah, and you burnt the sausages. Yeah, oh, that time. What you like? It was so bloody mad, and then of course it got all got really awkward. Any other surprises you know, when, for you? When Sting when Sting cooked a vegan breakfast. <laughs> uh, Harry Malander is an interesting one. Super talented. Um, I personally enjoy watching him play at fifteen more than anywhere else. I just I just always wonder when there's su- when there's such a defensive issue with somebody, and I think there is at the moment with him. I just wonder if he's if they're realistically considering him for game can time. Say, can I say something, Dave? Yes, please do. Um, now, we see Harry Malander there. I agree with what you said. He's not going to start the games, but he's a player that can fit in at 10. He can fit in the centre. You can put him at 15. You need that versatility there because you're going to pick up injuries throughout this campaign for sure. I'm gonna 100%. Say, I'm going to say two words to you. Alex Good. All right. Harry Bet- Mandler's a lot younger. Better look him. Mm. Better hair. Maybe. Um, what about forwards-wise? Well, hang on a minute, because Ben Teo's still in there and he hasn't played for seven years. Yes. Eddie Jones loves Ben Teo. I know. Loves him. He makes an impact off the bench. That's for sure. Yeah, they're also looking at Jack Noel at 13. Watched him play 13 a few times. He needs to, you know, like all guys who are not natural 13s, there'll be a lot of work that needs to go in defensively, but ball in hand, there's no doubt. But I look at Harry Malander as sort of the Elliot Daly type of player that you just chuck him in anywhere, if need be, and he can do it. Uh, in the forwards, Lewis Boyce, an interesting one, young Lucid from Quinns. There just aren't many Lucids around at the moment who are fit. Beno Urbano, I think, hurt himself last week in training at Bath, um, I think, unconfirmed. But So Marler's outbanned, obviously. Um, Harry Williams Matt Mullin injured Harry Williams tight head it's on the loose side just struggling a bit Zach Alec Hepburn's Mercer. in Lewis Boyce who people are very excited about but on, on the loose side Shanko Mako will start Alec Hepburn from him been saying it for a long time is a brilliant brilliant player you and said it first I said it first mate I probably didn't I think his mum and dad probably did but he's a really really good player and he is good enough to play for England now he just happens to be in a generation where there are it's very competitive on the loose head when everyone's fit. But I would love to see him play in the Six Nations because he is he's like Luke Cowan-Dickey, but a prop. They're both very similar. Brilliant ball carriers, big tacklers, mega engines, really aggressive, loads of skill, great player. Zach Mercer's lost his... He's had removed his apprentice status, so I think he's now a proper squad member and I think there's a good chance he'll be on the bench. So he's Alan Sugar's come. partner? Yes. Oh, wow. Correct. I think there's a good yeah, there's a good chance that Sam Simmons will now start because Billy's out for what looks like the whole Six Nations, which is... Very sad for everyone, mainly him. But I think Simmons starts, and I think Zach Mercer may well be on the bench covering back row. So I'm looking at the Irish squad now. Go on, who was the name that you wanted to mention? Jordan Lama. Oh. Keljuer, Keljuer. Hey? What pace yeah. he has. Lovely, isn't it? Unbelievable. You know that, that wonder try he scored a month or two ago? That yes. was like amazing. And the commentator, I think it was, it might be Mike Robson or whatever. It's a tough one because... <clears throat> Sometimes every single commentator in the world pronounces a name not quite right, but I think he was calling him Lamour, Lamour, Lamour. He has got this wonder try, and it's like Jean-Claude, 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 the whole way through. He's got his name on the whole way through. You, We've all done it. Geez. You look at some of these backs that they've got, and you know Joey Carberry, another one. Um, Jacob Stockdale, I love watching him play for Ulster. Stockdale and Carberry love watching those guys play. I just said Top that. Players. I'm just repeating what you say. Yeah, um, but... 
Looks a very, very strong squad. Looks a very, very strong squad, doesn't it? It does look a strong squad, doesn't it? <sighs> Unfortunately, it does. Unfortunately, that is a strong squad, isn't it? I'm Carberry, Dave. Stockdale. I'm Lama. Dave. I'm Dave. I'm Dave. I'm Dave. overweight. <laughs> overweight. I am overweight. I'm really. Yeah, I'm so, so. I'm so fat at the moment, mate. I'm loving the look. I've got to sort myself out of that Irish squad. Um, hopefully, they'll be depleted when they play Wales. Yeah, they'll probably rest a few for that anyway, won't they? <laughs> um, Someone's just driven past us, by the way, in this car park and said, Shanks, is flats is that a cycling bib Flats is wearing in the car with you? It's not actually. It's a quilted gilet, so up yours. But it's it's not even... Like, what's the point of it, mate? It's not even like a, a thick quilted gilet like Bubs would wear. He takes the, the stuffing out the back to put it in the front. <laughs> I... Do you know what? He's it had was, one repaired as well. It was me leaving my hotel in Soho this morning. Like, what is just the use with no of no room in my bag, so I thought I'll just wear it and I'll stick it in the boot and I forgot and I've still got it on. Presumably you've got a t-shirt under that jumper. T-shirt, yeah. Yeah, you've got a jumper on and then you've got a gilet on and you're in the car. Nice you know, jumper, I mean, when it? you go outside, mate, you're not going to feel the benefit. That's Oh, you know what? You know what? What? The boil face. Do you you take, know what, Frankie? Do you that's take it bollocks. off to go outside? That's bollocks. Is that your driving jacket? <laughs> do you know what? It's bollocks, okay? The whole not can you stop the, swearing on this pod, oh, please? Sorry, we're getting ready for ITV. We can't swear. The, the the whole thing about not feeling the benefit is untrue. It's a myth. There was this TV program one a while ago, and this guy basically oh, worked, here we go. He worked at the, in the Arctic or the Antarctic. Never remember which one. Do you know that Antarctic, Arctic means bears, Antarctic means no bears? Yes, you told me that. I saw it on Twitter. Interesting. So he worked at the one with no bears, whatever it was. Really, really Antarctic. And he had to walk wherever it was, half an hour a day to this thing to measure and get this keypad out and measure the weather at this weather station, right? We may be talking about rugby. Shut up. Okay, so this is better than that. So he keeps getting there, and by the time he gets there, he can hardly hit the keys. His hands don't work, and he's thinking, what am I going to do? So then he does a bit of research, whatever it is, and they say, warm up your core before you leave the house. So he warms up. He basically puts all of his warm weather gear on for 15, 20 minutes before he leaves, so he's really hot when he's indoors. Then he walks out. Then, by the time he gets half an hour to this station, has to, he doesn't even need to wear gloves. His body's so warm, it's kept the blood pumping and his hands are still warm. So you literally feel the benefit if you wear it indoors first. Okay? I suppose when you dress, when you put loads of layers on as well, you can always take it off. You can never put it on. Yeah. yeah. I'm, just, I'm just saying, you said I won't feel the benefit. I will literally feel the benefit mm. when I walk from my car to my house in about an hour. It's about three metres. Right. Scotland squad. Um, yes. John Barkley, named captain. Good like that. Yes. Um, is Stuart hogging it? Yes, right. of course he is. Well, then we're all right then, aren't we? Yeah. Then we're all right. I'd- so it's it's interesting that John Barkley's named captain, even though Greg Laidlaw is in the squad, which makes me think that potentially they're not going to start with Greg Laidlaw. Price might have a run. They're going to start with Price. I've also got Henry... Um, I like Price. I like Price. I yeah. like Greg Laidlaw as well, but I like Price. Yes, he is very good. Um, so it looks pretty strong. Anything else in there for me? Anything else you want to talk about in there? Um, oh, by the way, Chris... Not really. Big game coming up for the start of the Six Nations of Wales. I know, I know we're going backwards, huge. but I've just seen, by the way, that um, Chris Jones, BBC's Chris Jones, top fella, um, Hugo Monia's mate, um, he asked us a question about Zach Mercer and said, do you think he's lost his apprentice status? And, and I... Because you, with a, you know, with a view to him playing, and I think I've already answered that. But Jonesy, that's why I mentioned it because of you, man. Your inspiration, yeah. Okay. Jonesy also caught me out um, being a massive liar um, and hypocrite a while ago, and he kept it quiet from the public. Um, so I appreciate that, Jonesy. Keep it quiet, or I'll show everyone pictures of you in the bath, which okay. I've got, which I've got. 
Okay. I've got them. You don't know how I got them, but I've got them. And they're okay. not good. So that's the that's the Six Nations squads. Um, how was your weekend of Champions Cup? Yeah, I went to Chiefs Montpellier. Um, Montpellier were absolutely terrible. Did the pre-match chat, and there were loads of people. There were five or six tables in the suite from Altrad, you know, yep. the guy who owns it. And I was like, you know, the thing with this Montpellier team is that we know that French teams often underperform away from home, but there's there's only five French lads in the whole squad, so it should be all right. Got Francois Stein, all those boys. They were absolutely dog. Rubbish. Absolutely rubbish. Their launch plays was just so inaccurate and unchoreographed. It was a they were genuinely considering how much money they've spent on that team, they were an embarrassment, and I do not mind saying it. I reckon a huge surprise for me at the weekend wasn't the win, but it was just the amount of points they put on them was Leinster Glasgow. Now thirty four seven half time. Now Glasgow decent team they, they weren't they were out Finn Russell by the way Francois Stein before you move on big yeah. bloke huge isn't he way bigger than I thought he's like 6'3 six, 6'4 six, and thick set yeah, as well big bloke I've never seen anyone kick a ball that far by the no, way I think he's too big but he's really big I think he's too big yeah okay. um, he's put on a lot of weight since he first came on the scene haven't we but all kid haven't we all his have you seen how far he can drop kick it as well staggering wowzer he kicks um, the ball. but Leinster yeah. Glasgow at once like it was a free it was an all you can eat buffet again at yeah. one stage of Glasgow. I was a little bit disappointed with them, with their defence. Um, but Leinster were relentless. Yeah. Um, They're some team, eh? They are. They've signed low now on the wing. Mm. Looks real. They have such good oversi- uh, overseas signings. Yeah. They're, They're very clever, aren't very, they? Very, very clever. Like yeah. Isa Nathewa, he's still going. Yeah. Unreal. Retired once. But what a player. Plays wing, plays 15. He's playing 12 at the weekend. Yeah. Hit some lovely angles. Scored two nice tries. And, uh, Sexton just running the show again. Yeah, it's funny because I, I look at Chiefs and just think that, you know, what a team, what a complete team. But they were doubled by Leinster. Mm. Leinster properly shut them down but, at, at Sandy Park as well. But like, Leinster just got quality all over their team. You know, Henshaw has been a great mm. signing for them over the last couple of years. But it's all very well saying they've got quality everywhere, but they've got lads who were at some point given a shot as youngsters or brought in as a foreigner and they've all perform so there is something to do with the environment there that produces repeated strong performances and improves players yeah, it's, you, know. you know you've probably got to look through their academy mm. potentially these players coming through um, surprise as well was I thought La Rochelle were going to do well so I was very disappointed with La Rochelle they've been they've been our favourite team so far yeah I'm the, always a bit gutted when they don't perform because I always, I really want them to win Europe mm. Oh, they're not going to, though, are they? No, they're not. But Stockdale again had a good game. Yeah. Um, Stockdale just, and Carberry are good, aren't they? They're Stockdale and Carberry, to be fair. Same way. Show. Um, so, I mean, Wasps, okay. Wasps Harlequins. Yeah. Hell of a game, that. What was it? 21 7 at one stage to Wasps? 21 3. I 3, like, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, Something like that. My mate Blumberg put a bet on then, Quinns to win. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. You got oh, great odds for it. Oh, good lad. Um, yeah, so that that was a exciting game for yeah. sure. Well played, Quins. Well, but they're just so inconsistent. They're a bit like Bath at the moment. It's just they're not probably as inconsistent as Bath. But you just think, I mean, right now in the immediate past, but you just think there's something there that isn't producing that weekly, you know. But at least they know they've got it. It's you know, it's kind of like a boxer knows he's got a knockout punch. It's just delivering one in each game, you know, and it's in each match you know, rather. Two teams nearly at full strength as well. Yeah. So I, I did enjoy that. Mm, good, that was a very good game. Um, um, Northampton being Claremont. Mm. Claremont, two, right. two on the bounce for Northampton. Claremont are dying at the moment. 
I know. They're dying. I mean, have they got injuries, a lot of injuries, or what? I mean, they're just absolutely rubbish. Nick Abendon on the wing. Never rated him, did you? He's better 15. <laughs> he can go where he wants, mate. Yeah. He's class. Does what he wants. He's class. Um, so this too long game that's got uh, Bastero. Well, the game hasn't got him into trouble. So Bastero banned for three weeks for calling someone something inappropriate. You all know what it is. I don't think three weeks is enough if you actually want to send a message that something is unacceptable. It's like people saying, yeah, but how do you stop diving in football? It's like, it's really easy, mate. You send them off and you ban them. It's really easy. So if you're going to call somebody that, I think that, I don't for, I don't for one second think that he actually was, he thought his opposite, opposite opposition player was homosexual and therefore didn't like it. I think he just said a swear word, what he viewed as a swear word in English to someone to try and rile him because he was angry. Of course. However, there is only, for me, there is only one way to absolutely stop people saying those things and that is to hammer them when they say it. And he said it and he has to be made an example of and I think three weeks doesn't do But that. also, David, um, that was picked up on the ref mic. So not all instances are going to be picked up on mics. mics so right. like that. So now, right. I agree with you. Like, you know, when when we used to play France and uh, in the Six Nations, you used to try and research rude swear words to call them during the games. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I won't say them now, but, you know, that's what you used to do because you, you try and get a reaction from someone because it is very confrontational. Did you games. do that? Hey? Did you do that, did you? What? Research, like, insults for French people. Yes. Did you? Yes. <laughs> I didn't. I never did. Well, I hardly ever played. Well, but I, I never did that against well. French teams. Yeah, but you can speak French. You're okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I've... He's just he's just trying to say something that's going to spark a reaction from an opposing player. Completely. Yeah, but I mean, you but you can't say that. So no, you can't. You can't. You can't at all. No, it's like you know some a lot of people who say you know a lot of people who say inappropriate things and insult people with inappropriate insults don't actually object to the thing they're insulting, as it were. So, but it doesn't mean you can go around saying homophobic things or racist things or say you can't say that. And it's not like political correctness gone mad that him saying it and getting away with it ultimately means that at some point oh, some 10 year old yes. might shout it at another 10 year old that's what it's about I think and you hugely so I think he's and it's diff, It's easy for me to say because he's French and we're never going to meet but um, if you're English I hope that the listeners would believe that I would say the same thing I think he has got off very lightly there with three weeks well, um, considering Haskell got four weeks for that tackle which I know it was reckless and it's definitely a red card but he's been banned for a month for something, I know accidental doesn't come into it anymore, but whatever, for that to be a longer ban than Bastero, I think. Well, it was six weeks originally, right. wasn't it? But they've. Yeah. Put but it, but I, I think, that I, for me, for me that it just feels like they've got the. See, where, where, right when, they, when they ban players, right? Surely it should be whatever, four, three, four, five. That should be the minimum amount. You know, if. You should then go over. You know, I don't think you should half a ban for. Why, why was the ban half for three weeks? Yeah, why don't you start at three and yes. then build up for exactly. bad behaviour and for record? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But either way, it, yeah, you're right. And, and it's, I think that's a good idea, but it's, um, you might end up with the same result, I'm not sure, but it just feels feels nice a bit. Yeah, anyway, I think I th- I, that feels an odd one to me. I went down to watch the, the Blues-Toulouse game in the Carl Farms Park. It was a really good game, actually. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, um, Gareth Hanscom won man of the match of 15. Oh yeah, Jared Evans at ten. I I think 
I think the Blues look better with Jared Evans at 10. I think he puts more pace on the game. I like Jared Evans, I think yeah. he breaks a line more. Um, he's more of a threat, ball mm. in hand. Alex Cuthbert had a good game. Hey, still got it. Off it, to Gloucester. It, it can come out. It can come out off to Gloucester. They've got a couple of big wingers next season, boy, haven't they? They do. They do you know do. what? I'm, you know, I'm very... Uh, we haven't talked about that Banahan situation, have we? We'll talk about it in a bit. Um, but, again, Nick Williams, very good. In what, the back row, what huge, a huge what a bloke, player, huge bloke. I saw him in an airport. Did I tell you? I think I told you. Big old unit. I know Matthew Reese. Matthew Reese is still doing a shift at hooker. Did he play well? Did he? He did all right. Yeah, he did yeah. all right. Um, and Thomas Williams at nine. Yeah, yeah. I like. I like. I really like the look of them. Um, just, just um, if anyone's interested, there is a stay strong for O's lunch going on in Cardiff Arms Park is on, the, on the second of February, which is a Friday. Um, yes. Owen Williams. You know, injured himself oh, four or five years ago. Was it that long ago? No. Maybe three years ago then. Yeah. I'm not sure. Okay. A while ago now. And, you know, he's lost the power of, of his legs. A real serious injury that he got in Singapore, I believe, in a, in a tennis tournament. So they're raising the money for a lunch um, to go towards his charity. Doddy Weir's going to be there. So doing it in conjunction with Doddy Weir. Yep. Sam Warburton's going to be there as well. Um I can't be there because I've got a prior engagement that's been booked in for ages and gutted because I love going to that lunch. Um, so if you want to know more, get on the Cardiff Blues website. There's tables to buy. It's going to be huge. There's going to be five, 600 people there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Get involved for a great cause. Yeah, pile into it. Rip into it. That'd be good, that. Yeah. Um, go on, what were you talking about? Uh, we're going to talk about um, the Matt Banahan thing. Leaving. Yeah. Interesting one, isn't it? Very, very interesting. Now, do you want me to start? Yep. Now, I mean, can we talk monies on this? What we think or perceive? Let's not talk numbers, no. Okay, fine. It was an extra 100 grand. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't, by the way. No, I am honestly, I am joking. Um, Yeah, we we won't won't talk about that. I mean, it's, it's it's been made public, but we won't talk about that. Can you talk about it because it's your club? No, go on. You say what you think. Um, you got something to say? Say it to okay, my face. I, I find it strange that a player is going from Bath to Gloucester when it's just down the road. You know, he he's a Bath boy. He's played there all his career. Family don't have to move. It's, that's why. Okay, um, he has Can't to move that. though. He has no, he to move. Well, no, well, he's moving club. Okay, he's moving club. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Agreed. Yeah. Okay, and I find it a little bit strange that he spent all his career at that at Bath and having to go now to Gloucester for probably his last contract yeah. um, when I assume that his first choice would have been to stay in the club and be and be yeah. that guy that went that guy who only had one club which is very rare these days yep but there's other factors as well isn't there Mon- yep. money is I assume again yep the biggest factor in this yeah so it's it's an interesting one it and- is and I'm not, you know, it, it's it's not a difficult one for me to talk about because it's my old club. That doesn't bother me, really. Um, he's my friend, but doesn't mean I can't be honest about that sort of stuff. Um, but it it's one of those things where the player sometimes gets accused of being greedy for taking a larger, longer contract, of being disloyal, therefore. And the club gets accused actually more in this case because Banners is a club hero a club legend bona fide um, legend gets used too often but at Bath he is a legend everyone loves him 
Um, I know that feeling. And he's done a, yeah, he's done a hell of a job for the club over the years um, in lots of different positions. But the club will then be accused of being disloyal by not matching the price the player and his agent put on themselves. A price which, by the way, is backed up by other clubs. Now, every you're never worth as much at home is the general rule. So you, if a club wants to sign players, they either sign players that nobody wants anymore to get them cheap, or if they want sort of top first choice players, they have to pay more than they're currently being paid. That's the way it goes, right? So you, your offers from other clubs are always bigger than yours. Otherwise, what's the, your current salary? Otherwise, what is the point of people making offers? That is just the way it goes. So do I think Banners is disloyal to the club and greedy for taking a significantly larger contract, which was three years long instead of two years long at Gloucester? No, I don't. He's gone to Gloucester because they're a great club. It'll be an amazing place to play for three years. And he and his family can stay where they are without his kids moving schools and that sort of stuff. I expect that's a big thing. <clears throat> He's very much a home man. He's a family man. Um, so he'll be gutted to leave and all that. But ultimately, what it feels like is, what it seems like is, there's been a lot of chat of the club offered him a pay cut or didn't offer him a pay rise and whatever. My close quarters understanding is that he was indeed offered an improved contract than what he's on now for two years but it wasn't the improvement he wanted from his last contract okay now that that is basically saying I value myself at this and the club saying we do not value you at that as a player now that happens to almost everyone happens to almost everyone so you know you would Dan Carter get re-signed on whatever it is, 1.2 million euro by Racing? I reckon they wouldn't re-sign him on that. Therefore, it's happening to the greatest player ever. You know, it's literally happening, happens to almost everyone. So I think that, you know, that is just, it's a it's a plain old case of, I want that. And they say, well, we love you, but we don't, we want you, but we don't think you're worth that. And then if you're talking about three years, you add on the increase he wants over three years, and the extra they're giving him times three versus what they offered is enormous. It's an enormous amount of money. And they don't... Matt Banahan feels like at 34, 35, he will be worth that. The club don't agree, but Gloucester do agree. So he goes to Gloucester. So I think, I, for me, it's not about loyalty. It's just, personally, I would love the club to have found the money and kept him and made him a one-club man. But the truth is, if they look at, if they look at someone like Stuart Hooper, for example, who they think, say he priced himself out a bit towards the end and they say look he's going to leave if we don't keep him but we think this guy could be a coach or a DOR or an MD or a CEO here one day we have to keep him that's different maybe they don't view Matt Banahan as a future coach therefore they say well as soon as he stops playing he's likely to not be here anymore so it's a long way around it I just don't think it is as disloyal from either side because if you're going to say the club are disloyal for not giving him the extra money I didn't you could know some a lot of people are then why don't you just find the extra hundreds of thousands of pounds, you know, to keep him? It's like, well, you're being generous with someone else's money. You know, it doesn't work that way. And they're losing millions of pounds a year and they're trying not to. So then you, if you, you then you've got to say, well, why is Matt Banahan being disloyal for taking, just leaving just for money? But it doesn't work that way. It's That's the game. It's these guys' jobs. And it's not up to the club to, you know, pay more than they think they should be playing to keep. You can always get, you can always get bigger contracts elsewhere. It's always been the case. Yeah. Um, so... You know, I think it's go I just, for it. I think it's not complicated. I think it's not about being disloyal. I think it's a simple case of, as I said, after three years, I'll have this more money, this much more money than I would if I was at Bath. And how important is 
that to you when you retire and when you finish rugby? Yeah, hugely important. So I think it's sad and I wish you, I wish they could have found a way to get him to stay, but you, it's easy for us to say, Bruce, just sign a bigger cheque, but it's not your money, it's someone else's money. It's easy for us to say, we're just sat in a Land Rover. Yeah. Bed of the week time. Yeah. Hell of a jingle. Hell of a jingle. <laughs> I reckon I'll catch on. Yeah. Lost last week, didn't we? Well done, you. Betting on Saracens to beat Ospreys by like 13 or 15 points. Well done, you. Yeah, well done, me. Wasn't the greatest of games, to be honest. My bet. Kickathon. My bet. Okay. Leo Vegas bet of the week. Scarlets against Toulon. Scarlets to win by eight points or more. Okay. That's fine. Happy with that? We'll do that. Can we just touch on the Scarlet's Bath game? Because we didn't do it in the main. Yes. What a game. What a game. They're talking about that being one of the best Welsh European performances ever. They were fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And to to lose Lee Halfpenny last minute, for Reese Patchell to have to go to 15, Tommy for I'm Dan gonna... Jones to come in at 10. Tommy, I'm uns- going to say something. Unsettles everybody. I don't think that cost them hugely. No, it didn't at all. Thanks for stealing my punchline. Um, oh, sorry. But not at all. Scott Williams and Hadley Parks were brilliant in the centres. Tom Pridey had a great game. Oh, Tyg Byrne, what a step. Yeah, I know. What Lovely. Off the right. Sorry about that. I know. Sorry about that, Arky. I mean, Anthony Anthony Watson does get himself a bit out of position because as a 15, right, you've got to be following the ball across the field. Always got to stay inside of the ball. He just overruns it a little bit. So it didn't take much of a step to So that's to that positional, positional piece that Ugo was talking about the other week when Bath played Watson. It was a lot of people talk about Anthony Watson at 15, including Anthony Watson. And Hugo was saying, to be fair, and you, I hear Hugo talking about backfield defence. It is properly educational. He knows his stuff and he was a great defender himself. And... He was saying, you know, defensively, you just have a look, and Anthony does find himself out of position too much. And you, um, you know, and you compare him. What you're comparing him to is the England fullback incumbent, and Mike Brown yeah. just doesn't very often. And Lee Halfpenny as well. And Harvers. And Harvers. And you've got to be, you've got to be incredibly brave to play 15 because yeah. you've got to make some big or tackles. Or stupid, lol. <laughs> um, but a, a fantastic performance by the Scarlets yeah. and Stephen Jones for Welsh coach. Yeah, and Lions coach, captain, and and president. Got my vote. And president. Questions. Right, James Soper, um, at Ginger Soups on Twitter. It's a funny one, isn't it? Twitter, for you, Duncan Bell. It's a funny one, isn't it? Twitter. Twitter. Oh, yeah, Twitter. Yeah, you got a bit of grief from Duncan Bell, didn't you? Twitter. That's just how you talk, isn't it? I know. You don't have to go up belly for having a tongue too big for his mouth. Twad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> name an overlooked by Eddie, by Eddie England team for the Six Nations. That's obviously... A, name, a, name a couple of overlooked players for the Six Nations that weren't called up. Um, Don Armand. Yes. <laughs> there you go. You having that? Um, Dave Ewers, same team. I Ollie think Woodburn. He, he's found a bit of form. Ollie Woodburn, that's just the Chiefs. Alex Good, um, overlooked. Nick Abendanen, lol. He's in France, that's a joke. Ed King, Abano uh, Fitness, must be the reason why he's not in the squad. Or injury, as injury, you said. But injury, but also, realistically, sort of contribution over the 80 compared with Hepburn is be very different, I think. Um, I would have expected him to be there, though. Um, there or thereabouts, at least having a look at it. Um, that's enough, mate. Joe Borrowdale. All right, on Twitter. All right, Twitter. Enough. 
Twitter. 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 Duncan Bell, you twad. On Twitter. Can you see Law 6, Mercer 7, Simmons 8 versus Italy? Law 6, Mercer 7, Simmons 8. No, because Robshaw's not in that. Okay. Um, saw Chris Robshaw last night. He's he's ready to go. He'll be in the team. My mate James Rainbird says, should I stop going to church on Sundays and start drinking again? At the pub with my pals? Yes, because you're a better laugh. Yeah, he's a better bloke then, wasn't he? Well, he's just, yeah. Wasn't he? He just wasn't so boring. Yeah, I know. He's, he's got. It's a, a, it's a shame when they go like that, though, isn't it? Tony Adams. Tony Adams, mate. I'm. He confuses me. Have you ever listened to the Magic Sponge? It's so good. Uh, a couple of times, yeah. Very, very. I'm funny. listening Podcast. to Graham Stack at the moment, who was a, a keeper. He's got some hilarious stories. Has he? Yeah. Um, but they do. Ray Parler's on there as well, and he's talking about Tony Adams, and Tony Adams gives up booze and starts playing the keyboard and piano and. He says um, he's been practicing now for like months and months and day before a game they're all staying in a hotel and Tony texts down a Ray and says come up I've come up listen to my song I've been practicing on so Ray yeah. Parler tells all the lads goes up to the room he goes he gets in there Tony Adams has got the keyboard set up facing away from the beds and Parler so Ray Parler sits on the on the, on the bed and Tony Adams says you ready he goes yeah and he plays he plays coming around the mountain <laughs> So, so, so the next day at breakfast, they say all the Arsenal players are coming up to Ray Parler saying, "What do you play? What do you play? What do you play?" And uh, Ray Parler said, "Coming around the mountain." He said, "I can't wait till he gets back on the booze." Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, James, come out with us. Have a few beers. Not with us. I don't want him out with us. Just keep it real. Um. Sorry, uh, Lyndon Hill wants to know yeah. why Armand hasn't been selected. I, I just, yeah, I mean, we've there, yeah. there's obviously something that he doesn't think, Eddie Jones doesn't think that he offers enough of. And also, if he's going to replace someone, it's realistically, it was probably Rob Shaw that he's going to replace. And I think that Rob Shaw is one of the personalities and characters that Eddie Jones has said, we need these people in the room because they bring so much out of others in the room. And I think Rob Shaw will be primarily there for what he does on the field, but also very much there for what he offers during the week and I think that it's hugely important I think Eddie Jones regards him as irreplaceable you get it right yeah. off the field you're more likely going to get it right on the field have you ever thought of being a coach Stips. did you see Did you see that Ryan Giggs team talk no one of his last team talks when he was caretaker manager at United it's on Twitter everyone Twitter good? have a look it is Twitter it's, Twitter it's pre-match this is pre-match okay. it is unbelievable I'll have a listen it's unbelievably bad oh really it's the oh. it is the worst. It's I the don't worst want to hear la la, la 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 la. He's a new Welsh coach. La 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 la. Right. Sti- oh, oh yeah. He's. Oh my god. La 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 la. It. Stop it. Stibbs Terror. on Twitter. Ben Foden's try. Where's that been for the last few years? It's down to Gaffney's amazing coaching. Um. Well, it was a good try. Mm. Morgan Parra, terrible defence. Yeah, that's what I'm putting it down to. Terrible okay. defence. Let's give Foden a bit of credit, Tommy. Yes. No, it was well finished, but and, and good pace shown and. Initial first break was very good, but Terror D. it was Terra D. No matter how you look at that, it was Terra D. Terra D. Okay, but yeah, Foden, lovely bit of class. He's still got it. That's good news because it's 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 been hiding for a while. But Northampton haven't been in a great place, so it's pretty hard to play well in a team that isn't. That Mate, have you sorted out a guest for next week? Was I supposed to? Weren't we doing it at your house on Tuesday? Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. 
I've asked Lewis Moody oh. if he wants to come over. Yeah, I've asked Moody to come over. But he's he's useless, okay? So I've actually spoken to Fee, his agent, and said this is the date. And she says, I'll, along the lines of, I'll try and get hold of the weirdo and get back to you. Yeah, he is a little bit weird. He's well, well weird, yeah. yeah. But he's he is a lovely, lovely man. He's, so He's gone for a flat-out sort of... Graham Swan haircut look at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, he don't muck about. He Properly look, right over like he Peaky looks, Blinders. He looks good though, Mudos. He always looks good. But yes, yeah, so ho- hopefully Mudos will be on next week if we can make it work with timings and all that and we'll have a little Deliveroo pre-pod like we did with Burnsy. Be nice, wouldn't it? Oh, I love Deliveroo. We can't get it in Penarth. God, Lewis and I can talk about the old England days. Oh, we bloody mad, wouldn't it? You can talk about the old Lions days with him. Yeah, we both had oh, bad knees. Oh, crikey. Putting washing crystals on our knees because apparently that soaks up some of the swelling. Really? Didn't work. I wonder if Lewis will remember the story when we, I played with Lewis against Scotland 21s for England 21s and they had a prop who like came around the wrong side in this mall and I was like showing off because I was younger, I was only 18 so I was trying to show everyone that I was tough. Yeah. So I just like, I don't condone this, I just let go on this guy and just like punched him a load of times and smacked him a few times and then one, punches never land in games of rugby obviously, especially when you're not very talented at it but one or two of them landed and he basically went backwards or down or whatever and he went down fast enough that one punch knocked him backwards and the other one, um, basically, there was nothing to hit. So I did a Tyson Fury and punched myself in the eye and gave myself a black eye and split my own eye. <laughs> That's and, uh, hard work, that is. Yeah. So, to do. Uh, yeah, very, very rarely landed an effective shot during my career in the early days. But um, that was a day. I wonder Lew- if, Lewis will um, deny it, though. I wonder, if, uh, I wonder if Lewis Moody will remember the opening game for the Lions Tour 2005 when we played Bear Plenty. Um, I hope you enjoyed the pod. Um, get online review us <laughs> review us positively if you want um, see you next is it next next week ITV no it's not is it next week's no. Shats and Flanks again yeah um, when we go off there tell me more about that 21 story that is cheers everyone Ta-ra. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.